insecurity for me wasn't something I needed to think my way through. It was something I needed to literally work my way through. So the act of doing and the act of seeing a visceral response and the act of witnessing my client's life changing actually was what helped me feel more confident. Like, I think we think we have to be more confident to do the thing, but it's actually doing the The thing that helps us be more confident. You've gotten great at divine working, but what about divine living? Welcome to the Divine Living Podcast. I'm your host, Gina DeVee. You're not alone in wanting more. And here at the Divine Living Podcast, you can expect to be part of conversations from women like us who unapologetically dream big and are obsessed with manifesting our most fabulous lives. The conversation starts now. Queens, welcome to today's Divine Living Podcast episode. I must tell you that this is the episode that I personally have been waiting for. It is such a delight and honor to introduce you to my friend and mentor, Jennifer Rassiopi. She is a very experienced success coach, astrologer, now author. Her book is out this month. We're going to be talking about that. Who you are about to experience, if you don't already know Jen, is a woman so beyond her years. Her depth of wisdom, feminine power, spiritual connectedness, clean energy, guiding light. I acknowledged her in my book because she has been a very close confidant and mentor to me over, what has it been, five years at least now? This is a woman who I don't let get very far away from me in any season of my life because of the level of depth and wisdom that she always has had, but also continues to grow into. So Jennifer Rassiopi, welcome to this show. It is beyond a pleasure and honor to have you here. Well, I am almost on the verge of tears and I'm of course so thrilled to be here. Oh, well, well, my dear, well, so I know your your story um, intimately, but I think it might be real grounding for people who are going to see you and all the heights of your success and book launch and all the things that we're going to get to. Why don't we take a little trip down memory lane and tell people um, some of your personal journey and how you got started in the career that you are currently in? Yeah. Well, it's a long road. So we'll just jump to the highlights. You know, I am an astrologer sort of by accident. It wasn't any goal I had ever set out to do or like big life ambition. But as many of your listeners can relate to, life puts a curriculum in front of us that we live into and we can either rise in the face of it and or uh, avoid it in some way, shape or form. My life was such that I really couldn't avoid my curriculum because I had cancer at such a young age. I had cancer in my teenage years. Um, which led to a radical hysterectomy before I turned 20, which dropped me in the deep end of the menopause pool as a teenager, which sent me off on a trajectory and a path to look at all the subconscious, spiritual, emotional implications. The way I lived was having on my health, which led me down a path at the ripe old age of 21 to realize my patriarchal Italian upbringing didn't really leave me much space to understand femininity in my life or how to make it a part of my life. And at that time, I was introduced to the practice of working with lunar phases, 
as a way to replace what I lost in terms of my menstrual cycle as you know, in the process of having a feminine rhythm, I started working with the moon and it just took off from there. That was over 20 years ago, over 20 years ago, exactly now. And it became just this journey where every corner I turned, I was like, oh, there's something new to learn or there's something new to incorporate. <laughs> That's the most succinct possible articulation of your story I could possibly imagine. So thank you for that. I just want everyone to know, you know, Every woman has a story and no matter what it looks like, well, we're here on the podcast and published authors and, and the whole thing that pretty much every session I get out of with Jen, I think I, somewhere along the lines, I say something like, I'm sorry for everything you had to go through to be able to impart this level of wisdom into me today. But thank you. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's kind of the crux of it. So Jen, tell people about your your work and, and what you do in general. Yeah. So um, first of all, thank you for that. And I will say that when I was going through my cancer, my prayer was this shall not be in vain, right? Like I had this horrific cancer at a young age that threw me so far off a path that I didn't even know if I'd ever find a path again. And as I was going through the aftermath of figuring out who I was in light of not even knowing what menopause was, just knowing that I was having all these symptoms of it. My prayer was this shall not be in vain. Like whatever it is I'm going through, I want to do something with this information so that it's not wasted. Right. And that's always been my prayer. It's still my prayer. God use me. God show me. God guide me. And I think when we approach our hardships and the challenges of life through, through make me an instrument mm -hmm. and really help me embody what I'm meant to learn here and help me be of service to others through which I'm learning that our path has a natural and organic way of finding us. And I think that if I was to surmise my work, that's essentially what I do. I help ambitious people, mostly ambitious women, find their essence of soul inside their work and stay really uh, devoted to their purpose, their passion, their becoming, and use their path of becoming as a way to midwife a greater world for us all. Mm -hmm. And you do it so, so well. So speaking of becoming, we have basically just come through our understanding of the dark ages in 2020 to be here in January 2021. Like, what is up for women like us? What, like, if, mm -hmm. if, if people are still grappling with, like, what even just happened last year? And where are we right now? And where are we going? What would you say? Yeah, I mean, the cosmic curriculum right now is fairly intense. And if 2020 didn't smack us all across the face with that, I don't know what we're waiting for. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, at this point, I think we all know, you know, we're in a period of, of upheaval and change and transformation. And of course, there's like different ways we could look at this, right? First of all, like to ground it in the astrology of what just happened. 2020 was an epic year where there were so many game-changing transits happening at once. And it was a year that was always going to be about level setting, about getting back to basics, about getting to the truth of who we are, what we want, and needing to shed, shred, and release identities from the past that are no longer a part of our future. Who we were yesterday isn't who we are today. Who we are today isn't who we'll be tomorrow. And sometimes that 
transformation process is just a little bit more intense. So 2020, I have blogs going back to 2018, where I was like, in 2020, you know, (laughs) astrologers have known about it for so long, no one knew it was going to be exactly what it was. But where are we now? Right? Like, where do we go from here? And, And 2020 ended with a Saturn Jupiter conjunction on the December solstice, which is the beginning of a brand new cycle where we're leaving behind a lot of old ways, old ways around almost like desperation and survival and needing to uh, really be in service of the ego or and or materialism exclusively without a true sense of a purpose or soulfulness that go... I mean, it's a cycle that goes back way back, hundreds of years back. And we're at the very beginning of this brand new cycle, which is the element of air, which makes it much more uh, free. We'll just leave it there at free. And and the invitation is for us to find our creativity, to find our consciousness on a new level, and to begin to use our creativity and our consciousness to shape the communities in which we live in, the work we do in the world, and what we're really here to do, which I know you are, I know I am, I know all the women who probably are tuning into this, which is to make a huge difference Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in where we go from here. So part of me wants to get excited with what you're saying, like, cool, new consciousness, new whatever this air thing is, you know, um, (laughs) creativity like that, like sparks in me. And then the Capricorn in me is like, but am I still going to be able to create the level of material success that Mm. I personally am lit up by? And for those of you that are new to the Divine Living Podcast, I'm unapologetic about all of the drivers in my life. And one of them is definitely, uh, I, I enjoy this life and lifestyle and it, that costs a certain amount of money. And so that's what I'm asking, Jen. Are we all going to get all creative and we can't make money? <laughs> the, the drops it gets, let's just get to the heart of this. Right. And, what does this creativity mean? Personal reading here. <laughs> what does this creativity mean? Right. Are we, like, go, are we going back to suffering in the name of, of, uh, you know, honoring some higher ideal? And, and the answer is really no. You know, no, we're not going back to like suffering as the noble path. We're leaving suffering as a noble path. And, it's not so much... Well, let me also just say that we're still in a massive period of transition. 2021 is such an easier year than 2020, just by the context of the transits that are happening. But there are still challenging transits this year um, that we need to be really mindful of and aware of. That said, the sky's the limits in terms of really seeing, dreaming, believing, and being in the future you want to create. But here's the catch. The sky's the limits. And we have to make sure our creativity is a a true contribution. And it's regenerative as opposed to extractive, right? So if we are... Meaning, Meaning like if we're putting things out in the world through our own like entrepreneurial creativity. We want to make sure that it's regenerative for us, that we're not just going down this path of burnout and acquisition mm-hmm. with no real soulfulness involved. And we want to make sure that the way that we're collaborating with others, the way that we're 
contributing to the world is in sync with the world, right? That we're not extracting from ourselves and just take, 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 take from our own ability to be regenerative within ourselves. And also what we're adding is a being of service. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's really it. Like, are we being of service and are we treating ourselves kindly? And are we creating from our divine source? As far as I'm concerned, that's the work of a queen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, I was, I was kind of poking fun in it a little bit before. And then just to like share uh, very transparently, you know, I got into this work out of just my real genuine desire to transform my own money story. It doesn't matter that it was a money story. It was just, I was transforming my core wound and it came into a certain degree, did it. And so I, I didn't become a business coach because I was like, Oh, business coaches are making money. I'm going to become a business coach. Like it really came from my desire to be a queen. And I realized it cost a lot of money to be a queen and I didn't have a lot of money at the time. So <laughs> then thus I was on my journey and having gone a little bit further along down that path. Now I'm not interested in the same things. And though I will always have a place in my heart for women who desire to start and launch businesses for their own financial freedom and otherwise, because I'll always remember who Gina from Detroit was, I've just evolved in, in so many ways. So I actually am so much more interested in creativity right now. And it's just a whole new vulnerable place to be to realize like I couldn't even do the whole business program thing in same old, same old mode if I tried. No. And yet it's like, here I am lit up about so many different creative projects and feel honored and blessed to have brought some into the world, bringing others into the world. It's just like unfamiliar territory. I was like, do you, can you still make money with this stuff? Well, you tell us, how's it going, Gina? I mean, you've, you've really done the revolution in terms of looking at where you felt like it wasn't juicy anymore and mm -hmm. putting your attention and your focus on if I pivot in this way, what's possible. And mm -hmm. I always think that that's where we're going to find our greatest juice. That's where we're going to find our greatest joy. That's where we're going to find our greatest sense of being of service. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really hard to let go of the old. It's hard, harder than I thought. Cause I, yeah. you know, the stuff that we're like, we kind of take it for granted, right? We're like, oh, I can't wait till this is done. And I can't wait till this is over. Or I'm done with this. And then you're like, oh, wow, you're done. And it's like, I, I didn't realize how familiar, how much comfort, how much identity, what was wrapped up in it. So I think, Habit. That, what's that? Habit. Habit. Yeah. Neurological pathways, the way I think people see me, the way I see the world. So I, I I can't answer your question because I believe right now I'm like part living in the question mm. and part mm -hmm. I'm in the world in between worlds. Like I've definitely like graduated one world, but I have, I've applied. It's like I graduated high school. I've applied to college, but I'm not having I'm not in yet. And I certainly mm. haven't graduated, but I'm more hopeful than scared. I'm mm. more optimistic than fearful. And it's just, it's, it, it almost feels groundless. Is that what that air thing is? Like, cause it, it's so, yeah, 
Yeah, it is the unknown and we are in liminality where we are in in this place where, you know, that's what 2020 was. It was like enter the land of liminality where we're going to be stretching ourselves from who we've been into who we'll be, we're becoming, but we're not going to actually land there for some time. And um, how much time? Ultimately, it's just we're just in that phase. There's like we got to we got to risk on ourselves. We got to take that mm-hmm. risk. And it feels vulnerable. Mm-hmm. But Gina, I know anything that's ever happened that's been awesome in my life has been a radical risk. Yes. And I'm sure for you as well. Yes. 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 And and it almost becomes at this point, like the underwhelming risk is staying with what's so. Like that that actually feels more like a risk to me. Mm-hmm. If I were like, keep doing same old, same old and status quo, uh, like the risk of the unlived life, the risk of actually not making more money, the risk of getting bored and fizzling out. So the risk for the adventure and what's possible is is much more interesting and enticing right now. Yeah, I think we're coming into a time when clearly there's so much polarization, right? There's just a lot of things going on in the world. They're heavy. The earth is at a turning point. We're societally at so many turning points. But if we, in our own individual journeys, really firmly plan ourselves where we want to be. And, you know, I, I'm all about working with the phases of the moon and or creating whatever it is I want via the practices I personally use. And what I've learned out of them out of 20 years, because, you know, I left home when I was 19 years old with no money and no, I don't even think I had health insurance and I had to still put myself through college and I was a cancer survivor with menopause and no one told me what menopause meant. And I might, I think I took a one-way flight to California on a one-way ticket with like maybe $600, maybe. So, you know, like what I've learned is that whenever I go all in and I close, and I wasn't going home, there was no going home, right? Like there was no getting out of this one. Like I was so firmly planted in a healthier mm. body that wasn't going to be the container for cancer ever again. And I needed to change everything in my life to make that reality. So, and I had to trust, you know, like I was going to be able to figure this one out on the fly. And I did. And I literally never turned back, you know, like my path has just been one step in front of the other since then. But where I'm going with this is that the number one thing I've learned to manifest anything is to be so clear on where it is I'm going and to eliminate all of the opportunity to turn back. Yes. And to be so fiercely focused on the one thing and the one thing only, the direction I'm going, come hell or hard water, this is happening and or something better. I'm open to guidance. I'm humble. Show me. Mm-hmm. It's not my way or the highway. It's just, I'm not going back there. So we need to figure out where we're going next. And here, here are my non-negotiables. You know, I, I need great sleep. I need great sex. I need a, a comfortable bed. You know, whatever it is, we all have got them. I've, I've got a little bit more... My our charts are very different in like where I really get my pleasure, but everyone needs to know where you get your pleasure and what your non-negotiables are, and firmly throw the backpack over the ledge, and trust that it's it's that it's that audacious commitment. Come hell or high water, this is the path I'm going down. That we actually cancel what's what where the yes. all those like little tributaries yes. we could have gone off of. 
Yes, yes, yes. For those of you who have read Think and Grow Rich, this is the feminine version of Burning the Ships. So, <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. You keep talking about the moon um, cycles and phases. Let's talk about that. What are they? How do we work with them? I know you do super cool challenges where you can educate people even more so. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll give those links later, but let's let's give people a sneak peek. Yeah, so the moon is this beautiful satellite that the Earth has, but it does this dance with the Earth and the sun where it goes through its four, we can break them down into eight phases every month. But essentially, a new moon is a new beginning. It's a fresh start. It's the beginning of the lunar month, right? So the regular month is set to, you know, a calendar that came via, I don't, I don't know where, but I'm thinking the Roman church or something. But for forever, the month really began when the new moon happened, which is when we don't see a moon in the sky at night and the sun and the moon are aligned. And, you know, back in the day before, like when feminine practices were really the primary spiritual driver, it was all lunar based. And so when we begin new things with new moons, and I do lots of things with new moons, new moon wishes, new moon visions, new moon rituals. I've come to learn that you don't need to do any of those things other than be really clear on what you're bringing in that month at the time of the new moon and work with it strategically through the process of any lunar month, but ultimately just through the many cycles of life around being really clear what you want and radical and how you're going to go about that in terms of canceling all possible possibilities to not get what you want and bring forth your spiritual path, whatever that means to you in a way that's cyclical, right? So that's the big thing about the moon is we have the new moon, then we have the full moon and they're opposites. One is no light in the sky. The other is a full moon in the sky. And then we have a waxing, which is a ramping up and we have a waning, which is a letting go. So again, opposites. So lunar wisdom is really about learning how to work with that polarity and understand that what waxes then comes to um, cumulate, whatever, fully accumulates or comes to full ripening. And then it wanes and we have to release. And that's, you know, for me, what conscious creation is all about. We ask for what we want. And then on the flip side, we have to be the person. We have to become the person to have that thing, which means... We've got to wane. We've got to release where we've just been. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. We talk so much about understanding what our desires are, asking for what we want, knowing that that has been answered, but we must become the vibrational match to what we have requested, which involves releasing fears, lower vibrational thoughts, habits, et cetera. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that being a vibrational match is part of it. I think also we have to make space for it literally in our life. Yeah. You know, we actually, I mean, one of the first things I learned about conscious creation was the universe abhors a vacuum, meaning like if we want something in our lives, we actually have to physically create the space for it and, and ultimately have a boundary with whatever was taking up that space before. So let's put this in real women's terms. So you want, give me an example. Like what do people come to you and they're like working towards or they're wanting? More clients. More clients. Great. So they want more clients. And and what are some of the obstacles they have to getting more clients? Who am I to get them? Ah. Uh, they 
pretend like they don't know where the clients are. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so it's like, where are the clients? Who am I to get them? What do I have to offer? Why would anyone pick me? Yeah. Some of the beginner ones. So there's this identity, which is to say, I am, I have this battle to climb, which is to actually fill my schedule doing the work I want to do. Right. And right now I'm that person who hasn't succeeded there. Right. And that transition, and I remember this, I went through this. I don't know if you went through this, but like my business grew very quickly, actually. So it wasn't long that I was there, but there was a part of me that was like, well, do I really want those clients? Because, well, you know, like I got yoga at noon or, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like my process, Jen, but keep sharing with us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, like I was, I was there. I was like, you know, like, do I really want that? Like it, what happens when all these people need me? You know, like <laughs> I, I've got, you know, it, it, I mean, I, I love being of service and certainly the financial need was there. But I I do remember being like, is this going to be a burden? Can I handle this? Hmm. Am I really ready for this? And one of the things I actually did early on to just get out of my way was I baited my programs. So I knew what I wanted to do. I knew who I wanted to work with. And I didn't have the confidence to do it just yet. So I started finding people to do it with on a beta basis in a very short term way. But taking that leap from, oh, this feels overwhelming and I want this and I haven't done it to like, oh, what can I actually do to be in action around this? Open the floodgates open. Because I'll tell you what happened with one of my first clients. I was working in a very strict like behavior change health coach way as I was trained through my training at Duke. And I wanted to start bringing in like moon studies and astrology and all these different things. I was like, but I've never, I mean, I've done it. I had done it for so long, but never got paid for it. Right. I had done it with everyone I met. I did it with my husband. I did it in these other situations. Like, you know, like any, I mean, I did it for 10 years, but I had never done it in a one-to-one client capacity. And I, had a low risk offer to someone. I brought what I did to them. And they went from struggling to make $3,000 a month to having consistent five-figure months within three months. And from that point, I like was just always booked. You know, like just booked. And I gradually moved into it. But one of the things I had to let go of was my stuckness, right? Which is what I'm bringing up. Like, so I had to do something to get me out of stuck. I had to cancel that. So it was like, what can I do today to just not be stuck today? And so I think like that's an example of like an energetic way that we have to throw our backpack over the ledge and just do. Does that make sense? It totally does. It totally does. I just interviewed Sahara Rose mm-hmm. um, on the podcast about her new book. And so she was talking about the different doshas. Do you know which one you are by any chance? Oh, I'm um, Pitavata. Oh, you are interesting. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, she was just talking about, cause that sounds like the, the kapha mm-hmm. one, like, you know, like the way the shadow side is the stuckness. So mm-hmm. I think there's a little bit of all of them in all of us. Yeah. Mine was more like a, it wasn't stuckness. It was deep insecurity that was. Yeah, it was just, it was deep insecurity. And like, I think that's very common for women of all doshas. Mm -hmm. 
And insecurity for me wasn't something I needed to think my way through. It was something I needed to literally work my way through. So the act of doing and the act of seeing a visceral response and the act of witnessing my client's lives changing actually was what helped me feel more confident. Does that make sense? Like, I think we think we have to be more confident to do the thing. Right. But it's actually doing the The thing that helps us be more confident. Absolutely. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Awesome. So being in tune with the moon cycles, I Mm -hmm. presume that they'll get lots of that support in your book as well. Shall we talk about your brand new book that's out this month? (laughs) Cosmic Health, Cosmic Health. Yeah. So there's a lot in Cosmic Health around working with lunar cycles, but really what Cosmic Health is about is working rhythmically, right? Like working with all seasons and cycles of life and knowing that we're constantly in a cyclical dance with time, with our bodies, and that we can manage our energy and not our time in a way that is very restorative, regenerative. So one of you know the bold, audacious, audacious things that Cosmic Health does in advance of teaching how the moon works, because there's a whole chapter on just the lunar, the monthly lunar cycle. And then there's a whole other chapter on um, understanding your moon sign, which is a really cool chapter as well. But, you know, one of the myths I think about health is that two things. One, we think that stress is actually bad for our health, right? That's like, it is true. Stress can be really bad for our health, but it's not always right? It's lack of recovery from stress that is bad. You know, like stress is actually good for us. When we are growing into the newest version of ourselves, or when we're trying new things or we're taking risks on behalf of our well-being, on behalf of our life, it is stressful because we're doing things that we're not comfortable with. We're making changes. We're taking those risks, you know, and it can be stressful. And but that's like really healthy stress, right? It's the like stress of good fats and bad fats. Yeah. It's the stress of our self-actualization, right? Mm-hmm. It's the discomfort of risking on behalf of who we really are and doing the work. And so in working with lunar cycles, we begin to understand in working with any cycle that learning how to navigate that is a part of our growth but getting stuck in things always needing to be hard or things always feeling Mm -hmm. stressful or looking at stress as a sense of validation or busyness as a sense of worth, we can really do harm. Does that make sense? Totally, totally, totally. I can't wait to get my hands on this book. I know it's going to be a a deep dive of so much wisdom and support around. So I think so many of us are sinking our way into more right now is leading with the feminine and trusting Mm -hmm. the feminine because we've been so taught to revere the masculine and and to trust the masculine principles and really getting great at all things feminine, which I know your book is just going to (laughs) be basically a PhD in. Yeah, the book is the book I have to say straight from my heart. And it's it brings in a, my personal story, client story, mythology, and then the story of the planets, as well as uh, modern day science as a corollary to look at what do we really need to do to embrace our becoming. Love and right it. all our edges. 
Yes, yes, yes. So, Jen, it has been so great to spend this time with you and to for my listeners to perhaps get to know you more. And I just am always so reminded when I'm with you that it's it is all in perfect timing and it is all about a choice. And it there are these rhythms. And I think that's one of the things that you know, when I first came to you, I was like, you know, coming from a Christian background, I was like, I don't know about this astrology thing, this, then. Mm-hmm. And your work has helped me be in sync with the rhythms and not be working against something or be surprised when certain things are easier and certain things are harder, or I'm more in the mood to do one thing and, and less wanting to take action in another time. So I just so value what you are bringing to the world now through the form of your book. Um, let everyone know your Instagram is amazing. Let everyone know where they can find you on Instagram. If you've got challenges coming up. And of course, where to buy the book. Sure. So thank you so much. My Instagram is at Jen Rassiope, as is my Twitter and my Facebook. Um, the book is cosmichealthbook.com or you can really find it at any re- retailer local to you and or on the web. And uh, at the time that this is going live, we are still in the middle of bonus release. So you can just check out on the website, see what's coming up. And we'll have lots of juicy stuff into the new year about how to live cyclically and leverage the opportunities of the now. Oh, so beautiful. We'll have all of the links in the show notes. Make sure you get on her list. Uh, and stay close to this very powerful, wise, feminine woman. Jen, I love you and thank you and to be continued. Thank you so much. All right, my gorgeous. I hope that this episode was a blessing in your life. And speaking of blessing, I know that you are meant to be a huge blessing in the lives of so many others. And if you have been thinking about starting a business or just wanting your business almost to be like your ministry, where it's your full expression, giving of your gifts and talents, where you also get paid really well for it, come join me in my gateway to your dream business program. You can go to divineliving.com forward slash gateway. And for 10 weeks, I am going to lead you and mentor you and have beautiful like workbooks and videos and live calls and Q&A and a whole community of women just like us who are really committed to living our truth and living on purpose and being the queens of our life in the way that God intended for each and every one of us. You are meant to be successful and prosperous, and I am absolutely honored to be a mentor to you on that path. I know what it was like to be in doubt and fear for so many years and try things that didn't work. And it gets depressing and frustrating and expensive, by the way. And what I teach in my Gateway to Your Dream Business program is a very streamlined step-by-step approach where you'll get a video and a module and a live call every single week. Plus, there's an implementation call with coaches and mentors from the Divine Living team. You're going to be so handheld all along the way. The women who have been through this program get quick successes, quick wins. It's the place to be if you're either wanting to start a business or get the business that you've got going really off the ground and scalable. So come join us, divineliving.com forward slash gateway. Oh my goodness, how much did you love, love, love this conversation? Please go ahead and take a screenshot of this episode right now. 
And I want you to tag me on Instagram and share with me what your biggest takeaway was. I love being in conversation with you, hearing from you, DM me. um, And I really love getting what is the one big takeaway that you got from this episode? Let me know on Instagram. 